0: All right, people, we are live on the YouTube. I'm Dave Rubin, 20 minutes off a fresh haircut, and we've got a Friday panel extravaganza for you. Today, we're gonna be talking about some of this week's stories that you probably won't see on those corporate news channels. Not that you good people are watching those corporate news channels anyway. And joining me, our host of the Liz Wheeler Show, Liz Wheeler, managing editor at The Daily Wire, Cabot Phillips, and author of the new book, Breaking the News, Alex Marlowe. Welcome to The Rubin Report, everybody. Thanks, hello, Dave. Hello. Good to
1: be here. All right. Thanks, Dave, good to be I, am,
0: here. I am glad to have you guys on because we're going to do some of the stuff that is sort of you know six months ago conspiracy theory stuff, but now is kind of like everybody's like oh yeah 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 that's that's all true. So we will start with this clip from earlier this week. This is at the White House, uh, the press secretary being asked, could it be possible that COVID was leaked from a lab and maybe it was deliberate? Let's take a look. Another question on uh, COVID. Uh, the language that you all use specifically mentioned an accident. Does that
2: mean that uh, you've ruled out, or the IC has ruled out, that it was uh, deliberate or not an accident?
0: We haven't ruled out anything yet. Um, again, we're going to go through this, you know, this redoubling down of another of a ninety-day review, and we'll have more to share. Alex, I'm gonna start with you because your new book is all about the media and press secretaries and the way we digest news. Um, Are you shocked that this is kinda leaking out at the moment? Uh, hardly. It's
2: interesting because so many people were, and I was thinking uh, who, who was surprised by this, this mysterious lab that happens to be working on coronaviruses maybe had something to do with the international pandemic that broke out. Uh, I'm pretty stunned that so many people had drank the Mark Zuckerberg PolitiFact Kool-Aid and just dismissed this out of hand. Uh, only a fool would have done that, Dave. I'm sure your audience didn't. Not to say we know where it came from, yeah. but it seems like certainly, uh, Come on, the lab's right there. Why dismiss it if only the World Health Organization, which is controlled by Beijing, has access?
0: Liz, I'm guessing you're not surprised either. You talk a lot about the the mainstream media and the way that they kind of manipulate us and all that stuff. So this couldn't have been very surprising to you.
1: No, it's not surprising at all. I think anybody who didn't just take the World Health Organization and the CDC and Dr. Fauci and Neil Ferguson's word for it on COVID could see this coming. But I think Alex asks a really good question. Why dismiss it? Why is the mainstream media dismissing it? And there's an answer for that. The mainstream media was dismissive of this because they're essentially the mouthpiece for the left. And the left has incentive to dismiss this because there's a lot of corruption. If we find out that this Uh, virus was in fact manipulated and leaked intentionally or not, maybe it was an accident from the lab, then Dr. Fauci has a lot to answer for because Dr. Fauci, as you know, is at the NIH. The NIH gives out grants to different scientists. He gave a grant to a man named Peter Daszak at the EcoHealth Alliance who subcontracted that money, which is your money and my money, our tax money, to the bat lady in Wuhan, Dr. Xi at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, whose specialty is making these bat-derived coronaviruses into dangerous viruses for humans. So the reason the mainstream media isn't talking about this is because it would be terrible for Democrats if, uh, if the truth comes out.
0: Yeah, Cabot, to that point, are you ever surprised when like five months later, we start hearing more information on a story? Like we just get like the approved story oh. and and every, all of you guys know, and I'm sure most of the people watching this know for the last eight months or so, we, we weren't even allowed to talk about this on Facebook. They would delete mm-hmm. your posts and in some cases delete your accounts. But then we seem to find out that every story we're not allowed to talk about four months ago, five months ago, suddenly we're allowed to talk about it. And it's kind of true.
3: Yeah, and the problem is four or five months later, by that point, very few people ever get the truth or they never hear that that the earlier claim that was a fact, that it's now being doubted. And so they never actually hear that part four months later. They just have it cemented in their minds that there can be no questions asked about this. I do think it's important to give credit though where it's due. Dr. Fauci came out this week and apologized to Rand Paul and Tom Cotton and everyone else and said, I'm sorry I called you a conspiracy theorist Actually no, he didn't do that. I'm totally kidding. He did <laughs> yeah. not do that. Dave, your face. You're like, "Man, I missed this. Yeah, um, you see. Course he didn't flying do through this. The papers here. I,
0: I didn't see of that. Of course that one. he
3: yeah. didn't do this because that's not the kind of guy he is. Fauci's the kind of guy that wants power and you keep power by keeping any kind of dissenting opinion silenced. And the way that he's done that, it's really smart. You give him credit there. He has smartly made the contrast. You're either with science or you're not. And to be with science you have to be with him. So any questions, even though the whole point of science is to question everything and be testing it empirically, he is saying, no, if you question that, you're anti-science, you're a conspiracy theorist. A lot of Americans, I think, were not actually surprised by the news that this could be a Wuhan lab creation because they secretly suspected it. They were just terrified of talking about it because they would get called a conspiracy
2: theorist.
0: Right, everybody. Dave, can,
2: I, can I add? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Dave, can I Yeah, can I add, because this is such an important point, and I just spent a year researching this stuff, and you notice the pattern of who's got incentive, where are the mistakes? The mistakes are always happening in one direction. And in this case, you see Joe Biden, He wants it to not be the lab because that vindicates Trump. Dr. Fauci, he wants it to not be the lab because uh, he helped fund the lab. The media doesn't want it to be the lab because if it's the lab, maybe their businesses are going to get interrupted if the United States has a more tense relationship with China, the second biggest economy in the world. They don't want that. Everyone is rooting for it to be the pangolin. Everyone wants it to be the undercooked bat meat. And that's the problem. That's why no one cared is because all the incentives were, please, please, please let it be the pangolin and not the lab.
0: Is, is the bigger right. problem here though, Liz, that if it is the lab, whether, as you said, whether it was intentionally leaked or accidentally leaked, I mean, in essence, I mean, I hate to say this, but we're basically at war with China then, especially if it, if it was intentionally leaked. I mean, that, that is a full-on act of war.
1: Right. Well, that's what I was going to add to Alex's point is Joe Biden doesn't want it to be the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He doesn't want to find out the truth or the reality of the situation if this virus was leaked, because then he'd have to hold China accountable. And look at the, look at Joe Biden's history with China. The last thing that he wants to do is have to hold China accountable, both for his own financial interests, both for his political interests. I mean, his son is intricately financially tied with the Chinese Communist Party. Joe Biden himself just doesn't want to have any kind of conflict. He wants to be the peacemaker. He doesn't wanna have to deal with anything difficult on the world stage, particularly when it comes to communists. So he has no incentive to find out the truth, because it would just make it difficult for him to do his job.
2: I, I wanna ask uh, you guys, Hunter oh, really is the forgotten man
0: here, isn't he? Hunter's the guy, he's the hardest hit by all yeah. this. His business prospects from the toilet now. Yeah, poor, poor Hunter. I wanna ask you guys all on the media side, Cabot, you are the managing editor of the Daily Wire. I like those Daily Wire guys. How do you guys all deal with what you're gonna cover, when you're gonna cover it, and related to, oh, I don't want my stuff deleted and I don't want my accounts banned?
3: Well, that's the thing about Facebook. You mentioned earlier how they were taking down posts that even openly questioned whether this could have been the case. There was a a point in time where you could barely even cover whether or not the theory could be plausible. So Mm -hmm. you couldn't, it it wasn't just saying this was definitely created in a lab. There was a point where just even assuming could this have been created in a lab was getting your account taken down, having fact checks striking your site. And to that point, if Facebook fact checkers and big tech was truly concerned about protecting the spread of disinformation, then they would now step in and say, hey, all those things we took down, all those posts that we crushed, all those things we fact checked, we were wrong. We're now more on the fence about that. It could be true. They haven't done that. They've come out and actually said the opposite, where they're saying, no, we're still keeping those posts down. We're still keeping those posts hidden and those posts are fact checked, which kind of just shows that a lot of this doesn't actually have to do, almost all of this has nothing to do with the, the fact check side. It's more about the narrative they're getting out They don't want to show that they were wrong. More importantly, they don't want to show that the left, that Joe Biden and all of his comrades were wrong on this. And so absolutely, from a big tech perspective, the fact that you can't even publish articles saying this could be a theory, getting people thinking about what it could be without facing a fact check and and your site being suppressed, I think shows kind of the state of where big tech is in all this.
0: Alex, what do you guys do about that at Breitbart? I mean, you're not you're no uh, you guys definitely are not afraid of controversy. But, you know, something like this, you don't want all your accounts taken out.
2: Yeah, it's a very tough question. and something that we have to grapple with day to day, because uh, as Cabot notes, it's not just about getting censored or getting fact-checked. You can conceivably get thrown off of the entire platform by reporting true things now that the powers that be decide are false. And this is the whole narrative here with big tech. Now, uh, Wikipedia, by the way, they decide what's true based on a consensus of their editors. It's not science. It's based off of if the editors all agree, then it's a true statement. It's an insane thing. And so we have to decide on a constant basis uh, whether or not or how hard to push true stories because we know we're just gonna get harassed by Mark Zuckerberg and his team of establishment fact checkers. It's totally ridiculous and is a total infringement
0: uh, on the spirit of free speech. Liz, you are wise enough to be on Locals where you can do whatever you want. And if I'm not mistaken, you actually had to put something on your on your Locals community this week that you couldn't put on YouTube, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And by the way, I'm probably not the one to ask how to get around Facebook censors because I've been completely (laughs) demonetized on Facebook simply for telling the truth and citing the scientific study to back up what I'm saying. But yeah, we were talking about masks. We were talking about this 10 year old girl who was slapped by a bus driver because she pulled her mask down below her nose because she was feeling sick. The bus driver told her not to do that. And he slapped her when she resisted. She then asked to get off the bus and he didn't let her. So I was talking about simply the scientific facts that say children don't get this virus very seriously. They're not vectors of transmission, school administrators and teachers don't catch this from children. And masks, cloth masks and surgical masks, statistically, the Danish study is the one that I cited, uh, don't stop the transmission of the coronavirus. We had to we had to self-censor that on YouTube. We had to self-censor censor that on Facebook because we knew it would cause um, those fake fact checkers to slap down our account. And every you do that, you lose reach, you either get your video yanked, or your pages penalized. So we had to put it on Locals.
0: Yeah. And by the way, guys, last week for the first time in the history of Dave Rubin doing interviews, we had to censor an interview, never had to do it before because David Horowitz, who once was a respected man of the left, dared to say something uh, as a free person, his own personal opinion uh, on the election. And we knew that they could take my entire channel down. So we put it on Locals instead of leaving it on YouTube. All right, let's move on to the next story, which is uh, about my crazy California. Now, the funny thing here, of course, is that I, as people know, I'm in Los Angeles. Uh, Liz, you fled California. Alex, you told me right before you started, you're you're coming back. So first off, are you nuts I, before I even get to the story?
2: I, no, no, I'm in love is the issue. No, I've got to, I'm following my wife out there, but it's amazing because I'm sure the U-Haul, I'll be going in one direction, seeing all the <laughs> Trucks going in the other direction towards the same parts of the country. No, it's nuts. But, I, you know, I've always lived this way. I'm from L.A. I've been in D.C. for eight years and I went to Berkeley. So I've always enjoyed kind of being inside the belly of the beast. And, you know, heading back to Garcetti's L.A. and Newsom's California, I'm sure it's going to fit the Breitbart editor-in-chief's persona Perfectly.
0: That's funny, you're literally the one guy who's gonna replenish the U-Haul stock in California as everybody's moving them across the country. So the story right. that I wanna cover, we're gonna show the tweet right now. Gavin Newsom, our insane, evil Disney cartoon character of a governor who is being recalled, uh, well, he is launching a $116.5 million giveaway for vaccinated Californians, exclamation point, 15 million in cash prizes for 10 winners selected on June 15th. 50K for winners on June uh, 4th and June 11th. And if you're already vaccinated, you're entered. Not vaccinated, next 2 million that get fully vaccinated can also get a $50 card. Let's do this, California. Vax for the win. Uh, So, my question to you first, Liz, since you did flee California. Is this idiocracy, are we actually in idiocracy right now where if you get vaccinated, you get a $50 card and a lottery ticket? I mean, is that is that why you fled?
1: No, it isn't. In fact, I will be honest here, and I have a little buyer's remorse about leaving California because California is paradise. The liberal policies are insane, but we shouldn't actually write off California and just leave. We should fight for it. We didn't leave California just because of the liberal policies, we left for job reasons. Um, and I do miss it, and I, I hope that people stay and fight because it is a lovely a lovely, lovely state and it's worth fighting for. That's the first thing. The second thing is how is it even legal? And I've I've been doing research on this. How is it even legal for the government to pay people to take an experimental vaccine? I, I just am fundamentally against the idea of a government and politicians trying to encourage people to take medical treatments that haven't really been studied. You can offer it and that's great. But beyond that, it's simply none of your business. And it shows the disconnect between the elites, I think, and the American people that if the American people wanted to get vaccinated, they would. If they believed politicians rhetoric on COVID-19, then that then that's fine. But that you can see this disconnect because you shouldn't have to pay people to do this if they truly believe it's necessary.
0: Cabot, is that the key point that the yeah. professional class has just ruined themselves to the point that if we're in the worst pandemic in modern times, they can't even get people to take the vaccine without giving them a $50 gift card? Yeah, and
3: I think we've reached the point where people who don't have the vaccine are looking at everyone who does saying, What's the big push to get me to get it? Everyone has had a chance. There's no longer being denied to anyone. If you're scared of it, you have it, and you're safe from me. If you're that scared of me, why do you care anymore if I get it? Because we're at that point where anyone could have gotten it. So there's no excuse for someone to be going around terrified of unvaccinated people Mm -hmm. because they can go get the vaccine themselves, and they can assuage themselves or remove themselves of any fear they might have. The other really interesting part of this, that tweet, he says, If you have the vaccine, you've already been entered. When I hear that, I start thinking, well, wait a second. How, I thought you guys weren't tracking on some big database of everyone who's got the vaccine. How did you enter
0: everyone into this if they got the vaccine? I think a lot of people overlook that part. I wanna talk more about that. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. We're told that if you show an ID to go vote, somehow that's racist, but they're gonna track you if you've taken the vaccine and then they might give you some cash Marlo, you're going to get in on this. You want some of that uh new some money? Okay, for, first of all, if the vaccine is so amazing, why
2: is Joe Biden still wearing his mask alone outside after he got it? That's very bad vaccine messaging. Well, Take the mask off is. outdoors. It's a, it's a it's a it's a fair point, but Jill's doing it too and I'm told she's the best doctor who's ever existed. So that's that's a big deal. Uh, But in all honesty, the thing that offends me the most about this is that this is taxpayer money. Uh, What right does Gavin Newsom have, Mr. French laundry guy, uh, Mr. White truffle guy? What does he have to do with the taxpayer's money? And he's saying he's going to pay random people because they're getting injected with the FDA's uh, not approved yet serum? I mean, it's unbelievable. Even if you love the vaccine, the thought that this is where taxpayer money is going at all. And who's fence sitting on the vaccine anyway? Don't we have enough information to make up our mind? It's so infantilizing, but that's what the California super state does.
0: So Liz, because you left, and as you said, it was for, for work purposes and you and you miss California. I mean, I see this stuff and I'm with Alex. I'm just like, Cause every day now, now that Newsom knows he's getting recalled every day, he's got a new government program and 4 billion for this and 87 trillion for this. And he's just making, you know, they all make up numbers and it's a one party state and all of that stuff. But do you honestly think it could be turned around? Like when you see someone like me, that's trying to stay and fight, you don't think I'm completely insane?
1: Well, I didn't say I didn't think you were completely insane, Dave. Let's not conflate the two things.
0: (laughs) I think you better hold on
1: to your wallet is what I think you better do until Newsom is recalled, because he's just trying to empty that. He's trying to dip his hands into your wallet and take everything that's uh, in there. I, I do actually believe that there's hope even for liberal states. I actually don't subscribe to the viewpoint that deep blue states or deep red states stay that color. If you look at the electoral history of our country, swing states constantly change. California, used to be Republican. Mm -hmm. Now it's Democrat. You know, Texas might turn blue. God forbid they might it might turn blue. There's a ton of examples of states that were once red and have turned blue and were once blue and have turned red. So it can always be saved. You just have to find out what's important to people, how government officials are preventing what's important from people from taking place and then tell the people that the government officials are doing that. And that changes people's minds when they're impacted
2: personally.
0: Cabot, you left left DC, uh, right? Uh, Yeah, go ahead, Alex.
2: Yeah, Dave, Dave, what what party are you gonna declare for when you jump in here? The governor's race.
0: You know, I have had so many people in the last couple of weeks ask me and offer me money to run, like they'll back me and, and the whole thing. And it's like, the problem is, even if I was crazy enough to do it, even if I was just like, yes, I will actually do it. It's such a deeply corrupt one party state that even if, even if I felt I could get enough votes, and actually I do think there are enough blue people here who have been mugged by reality, and now we're basically what I would say are kind of new school conservatives, which I would, Include all of us in. I, I just think the state is just so deeply corrupt in Brooklyn. But by the way, Rick Grinnell, who I'm sure you guys all know, uh, Rick is working on fixing some of the the voter uh, lists here. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I tried uh, to put
1: pressure on him too the other day. I texted him and I was like, Are you going to tell me when you're going to announce? When is that going to be? When is it going to be? <laughs> <and> I would <laughs> say Dave, one.
0: I spoke one to him this morning. Dave. I don't want to say too much. Cap, go ahead. Dave, one plan for you. Maybe you say everyone's
3: offering money to help the campaign. Maybe just say, I'm gonna launch an exploratory committee. Ah, yes. Maybe get some of the money in there and then (laughs) wink, wink, and then decide afterwards, maybe not to run.
0: I could just take that money and put a down payment on a house in Florida. It's not a bad idea, Phillips. I like it. But can you talk about, because you you were a DC guy, right? And you just moved now to Tennessee because obviously the Daily Wire fled Los Angeles and they're in Tennessee. Can you talk a little bit about just, culturally what it's been like. I was in, I saw you in Tennessee a couple of weeks ago in Nashville and it felt so profoundly different to me to be a going from a blue state to a red state.
3: It's the first place I think that a lot of us have lived where it doesn't feel like it's the, we're swimming upstream against the culture. It actually feels like the culture is going with us. The governor of Tennessee just passed a bill banning critical race theory in schools. They just passed constitutional carry. They just said you can't require vaccine passports. There are all these things that are happening where I'm actually looking at the local government saying, wait a second, that's a positive thing. I like that. And I think there are gonna be more and more people that are attracted to that. Tennessee is having a boom right now, of people coming here, because there's no state income tax. There's so fewer regulations for people looking to start businesses. Real estate's actually affordable. And I do think that there is going to be an exodus from the big cities. We're already seeing it, but not to not to put my boomer hat on, but <laughs> really, truly cities, I think are, we're, we're going to look back at this period of American history where all these people just crammed into big cities and people are going to laugh because cities are only going to get worse because they're only going to continue to be run by Democrats until people wake up. And I think what's happening in Tennessee is kind of an example where people are flooding here by the thousands every single week because of the freedom and offers. And again, cities, I think are the the kind of the way of the past. Sorry for anyone living in a big city, Dave.
0: To Liz's point though, you know, what happens is the Democrats come in, they wreck all of these cities. I mean, Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, you guys know all of it. And then what happens? Conservatives come in and fix it. I mean, Giuliani fixed a disaster in New York City by Dinkins, who was a progressive, and now the progressives, de Blasio, are are ruining it again. Uh, But all right, let's shift to UFOs, speaking of things that only conspiracy theorists used to talk about, that now we all talk about. uh, Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, who I assume the progressives will call a racist soon enough. Well, he he mentioned some stuff about UFOs. Let's take a listen. There's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are we can't explain uh, how they moved their trajectory people still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is yeah. on, bro? there's a whole fleet of them look on the NSA. Okay, so there's been more and more UFO footage over the last couple of months being leaked out. There's more and more, you know, seemingly credible people talking about it. I gotta tell you guys, this is literally the first time I've mentioned it on this show, and I thought that in and of itself tells you sort of where we're at in the world. That if aliens had landed last week, I'm not sure I would have mentioned it because there's so much other craziness going on. Uh, Cabot, you're very excited about this UFO situation. I have loved
3: this. I mean, this has been one of the trending stories all month on our website too. I think our readers are really into it. I think average Americans, a lot of people are saying for years we were called crazy if we asked any questions about UFOs. And now all of a sudden, we've got the former president of the United States. We've got former defense officials and intelligence officials and Navy admirals coming out saying, yeah, there's something out there. We have no clue what it is. I think the three biggest likelihoods Right now, number one is just that it's the United States government, that it's something going on. We've denied that it's us for all these sightings that we're seeing. But the timing does seem weird. There's all this stuff going on in the world. And then they all of a sudden decide to say, oh, yeah, there are these unidentified aerial phenomena we don't know about. Here's all this footage to look at. The timing seems weird there. So I think that's probably the most likely. It could be something alien. I don't really know. But also, China, I just find it hard to believe that this is China, that all these craft we're seeing are China. The first footage that we have here is in 2004, long before China's new tech boom. Their aircraft carriers, their submarines are archaic compared to the United States. And for that technology not to manifest itself elsewhere in their military, and also for the Chinese not to brag about it, they brag at every opportunity they get about their new technology developments. So I just don't think it's China. At this point, I think it's either the United States or it's something else but I just find it hard to believe it's China. And if it is, that's a lot scarier than it being aliens, in my opinion.
0: For the record, I've spent enough nights stoned watching ancient aliens to know that it's the lizard people. (laughs) But Liz, Liz, you're a woman of facts. You like facts, you like data, you like researching things. UFOs, a bridge too far?
1: That was a really great tee-up for this is the least sexy take on UFOs that you're ever going to hear. First of all, Barack Obama's opinion on this means nothing to me. The title of his like 6,000-page memoir should be Trouble Recognizing Reality. So just because he can't recognize this means absolutely nothing to me. The, the most likely explanation for this, the most likely explanation is something called parallax, which is essentially visual distortion when objects of different speeds are traveling towards each other and then through camera lenses. They're, I mean, that's literally the most likely explanation for this kind of stuff. But
3: they're appearing on radar. So? When, if there was a visual distortion, why would they appear on radar and oh, on infrared? Because you can,
1: you can have other objects. So for example, there I think there's like three black and white grainy videos that are sort of forming the foundation of this. One of them shows something diving towards the water and then skidding along the water without right. appearing to decelerate, right? Well, if you take parallax into account, and I'm no expert on this. This is just what I read. It seems to me the most plausible theory. Uh, it actually is the shape, the size, and has the ability the same as a Canadian goose. So I think, first of all, there are plausible explanations. The other thing is the context of the classification as UFO or unidentified aerial phenomena. It actually doesn't mean that it was never identified. It means that when the pilots saw it, their immediate reaction was they couldn't immediately identify it. So it doesn't actually mean that these continued to be unidentified. They just had that classification initially. So I think the more realistic explanations are things like birds and things like commercial airliners that were out of focus, that were distorted by parallelism. but I could be wrong, probably not, but I might
0: be. I love that the new divide in the conservative world will be whether little green men actually exist. Marlo, what do you think? Uh, I'm the hardest hit by this
2: because for me, I was 100% convinced aliens were here. They were living among us mathematically. Maybe one of you guys were aliens. I'm just trying to trying to be logical here mathematics. Mathematic. Uh, but now that Barack Obama and Joe Biden are on the UFOs, I'm 100% convinced they're not here. We're alone in the universe. <laughs> we'll never discover anything else. And I'm so disappointed. I was in tears. I was in a heap. Uh, but in all honesty, this does feel like a, a, a big distraction. There's a lot of problems going on in this country. Uh, Middle East is on fire right now, the borders open and people are flooding through it. And now we're talking lab leak stuff. It's a, the job numbers are not where they should be. The energy sector is not where it should be. And now we're talking aliens. It seems like a total head fake by the government. And um, uh, it's fun, but it's, it's stupid hour.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cabot, to that point, you just mentioned that a lot of your readers are into this stuff. Does that sort of tell you that people are kind of like broken by politics? The stuff Alex just mentioned, like people kind of can't take this endless grind. That's sort of why I wanted to do this story with you guys because there was obviously a plenty of stuff we could have talked about about the Middle East or anything else this week. And I was like, ah, people do need like a little bit of a silly break every now and again.
3: I, I do think that's the case. I actually went out and filmed the man on the street video like this yesterday on in downtown Nashville. I talked about 50 people, very anecdotal, but of all those people, The number one response was, I don't trust the government. Yeah, It was people on the left and right. People were saying, look, this could be aliens. Those videos are pretty scary. It's kind of wild that they're appearing on infrared and radar. And it's not just, you know, some, all this only grainy stuff. But at the end of the day, they're like, the government after all this year, I don't really trust them on anything. And I think that's where a lot of people are. And I do think a big part of it is it's fun. We've all been locked in for the last year and a half. And we've all only ever heard kind of fringe people talking about these things. And so now to get to hear these legitimate senators and intelligence members and navy admirals and commanders and things coming forward saying these things, it does add an extra layer of intrigue where they're now saying, wait a second, it's no longer crazy. I can talk about it more, and I do think a lot of it's just fun for people.
2: Yeah, that's. Does this mean to me. Alex Jones can? Does this mean Alex Jones can get back on YouTube?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm sure, they're, I'm sure they're reinstating the account at any moment now. But that's that's really interesting to me what you said there, But this idea that most people, their answer came down to not whether aliens exist, but I don't trust the government. And I, I mentioned before, and I know you guys are all on board on this, and Alex, you just wrote a book about it, the lack of trust in media. And it seems to me, Liz, like that's the biggest issue right now. We don't have trusted sources to the point that people try to I suppose, seek out people like us, but we're just people too who can only, you know, siphon through the information that we're given
1: right and I, I think building on Cabot's point a little bit too that people don't trust the government but I think it's a little bit more existential than that even people are trying to seek something greater than themselves oftentimes especially people who aren't particularly religious and so they're really fascinated by the idea that there might be some kind of overlords out there even even if they're not connected with us even if they're not our overlords they're fascinated by the idea of something greater or something in the great beyond and so I think that feeds into it a little bit um, as well but yeah I mean the media doesn't tell the truth what you do Dave and what I do and what Alex and what cabot does i mean what we're doing is we are sifting through the facts because so because the mainstream outlets the corporate outlets the liberal outlets won't do it that's that's what i mean that's what we do even about fun stories we look to see what is plausible what's not plausible what's backed up with fact what's contradicted what's narrative what's not what's corrupt who's corrupted um and we present the truth and that's why our type of media has been so successful compared to the corporate media
0: Marlo, I, I don't, I don't wanna put you on the spot here, but I'm gonna put you on the spot because your book came out, what, last week. And uh, speaking of facts and narrative, the New York Times might've given you a little jab there, huh? which they did to me. Uh-
2: Oh, 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 they did. No, we were looking at the the book scans, and they're they're pretty pretty great. And they put me on the list though, but at number thirteen, I think they bumped me down about nine or ten slots. I don't want to whine too much because there is an entire chapter, Dave, in the book about how horrible the New York Times is. So <laughs> the fact that there were a few, a whole chapter, and they had they were sitting around a room, we we're thinking, do we have to put the Breitbart guy on? Mm-hmm. Okay, we have to. But how low can we get away with? and apparently it was number 13. So, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be on and I can put that in their face forever, but it is amazing what they do, that every person at all right of center that I've spoken to do say that if they get on at all, they get pushed down a lot of
0: slots. That is fake news. Well, that's the thing because I told you they did the exact same thing to me. They put me at number 11. We know by sales because sales can actually be tracked, right? It's fact, it's the stuff that the New York Times hates the most. They put me at 11 because they only Put their top ten in the print version of the New York Times, so we should have been much higher. So I told you right before we started, my goal with my new book, which we're announcing in a couple of weeks, is I want to sell so so many copies they have to put me at number one. You know what I mean? Like that will be the pr- whole sole purpose of the book. Uh, on that note, guys, I've enjoyed doing some fact-based reporting with you. Did we are, are we all reporters? Did we just report on things? Felt very reportery. Feels like it. Feel, feels feels kind of reportery. <laughs> Marlo, you're moving to California tomorrow, so I guess we'll have lunch in a bunker or something. Liz, you're a free woman in another state, and Cabot, you are have a hell of a time in, in Tennessee. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks, Dave.
2: I'll bring you some cicadas, Dave.
0: <laughs> no, 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 we, <laughs> we eat steak around here. Stir fry. I'm on Stir the fry. list. I'm on AOC's Stir fry list. All right, thank you guys, and I'm gonna continue for another minute or two. Uh, guys, I hope you enjoyed that, and I think sort of at the end there, we really got to it, which the UFO stuff you know me, I'm a sci-fi guy. I, I drop my Star Wars and Matrix, Matrix references every other day on the show and I love talking about all of that stuff. But I actually felt that doing that story had more value in terms of like, who do you trust anymore? Like, Do you trust Obama because he's talking about it or do you trust the government because they're talking about it or the news that seems to get absolutely everything wrong. And it felt like the right way to, to sort of end the show by starting with this Wuhan lab leak stuff because it, now it's starting to gain momentum. And it's one of these things where the media doesn't talk about something, doesn't talk about something. We're not allowed to talk about it. We're gonna censor the people that talk about it. We're gonna call them crazy and usually far right wingers and conspiracy theorists and Trump supporters and all of the horrible things. And then it's kind of like, oh, they're pretty much telling you the truth. You may remember that phone call. Remember that scary phone call that the Washington Post recorded of Donald Trump talking to the Secretary of State of Georgia a few months ago and everybody said, oh, Trump pressured him into trying to lie about the numbers of voters in Georgia. And then of course, months later it comes out that it's not true and that's totally consistent with Brett Kavanaugh's a rapist and then there's no evidence of it or the Covington kids are all racist and then there's no evidence of it or the litany or Jussie Smollett was lynched and there's no evidence of it. And it's like, man, what reality is and the way we can talk about reality, they're they're not on the same timeline or they're on two completely different timelines. And until we can line up those timelines so that we can process reality as it's flying in, we have a major problem on our hands, and that's what I'm really trying to do here. That's why I think you guys dig what I'm doing, and that's what I'm gonna continue to do. Uh, And before the weekend starts, I wanna say one other thing, which is, you know, a week or so ago, for the first time doing the show, I was actually frustrated. Like, the news to watch people just be attacked on the streets in the United States, um, having nothing to do with politics, but purely because of who they were and all this stuff, it was, it was wearing on me uh, deeply. It's obviously an issue that I care about in, in this case, very specifically. Um, and then this whole week I've actually been in a pretty, pretty great mood. And I think what I've realized is that just whatever, whatever you're feeling about the news, and I talk to the community and locals uh, about this all the time, like whatever you're feeling in the news, there's so many other ways to, to derive happiness and joy and goodness and all of those things. And I think one of the ways that we will win, because you guys always ask me this question, well, what do we do, how do we wake these people up? And it's not that you can just beat them with facts and information. You know, Someone's screaming at you, you're a racist, you're a bigot, and you're like, well, look at the GDP, and like, that's not gonna do it. I actually think that one of the ways that we will win is just by being decent people, by finding that purpose that puts you on this planet, by being happy, by being joyful, by being fun and funny, and being generous and good to the people around you and all of those things. Uh, And I really doubled down on that. I have a pretty good sense of all those things in general, but I really doubled down on it this week. We've got family visiting us, I'll have family here for the weekend. And just enjoy yourselves. I really mean that. If you just enjoy yourselves and live a good life, then the other stuff starts melting away. And then when the the crazy news stories come, yeah, you can can care about them, you can argue about them, you can fight about them a little bit, uh, but they won't make you crazy. While on the other side, they don't believe in much else beyond what comes in that morning. Oh my God, they did this thing and they voted this way and now my whole life is crazy. I think we can do a lot better than that. And that's what I'm gonna keep doing. I hope that's what you'll keep doing. I hope you have a great weekend. And uh, should I be pimping out anything else at the moment? No more pimping. That's it. Have a good weekend. See ya.